0: I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. KK the Mavericks are NBA champions. Bang! Bang! It's good! And the Mavericks have won the game! Thank you, If you don't believe, you shouldn't be here.
1: Welcome to Locked On Mavericks. This is your co-host, Isaac. I am also a contributor at Maps.com, But more importantly, I am joined by the Cor- Corey Brewer-loving... Josh McRoberts loving Twitter legend, Doyle, AKA Kobe beef. You're in the house in the AAC, right?
0: I, I am here right now. The game uh, just ended about an hour or so ago. And Luca just walked off the court after getting up shots after the game. Yeah, I'm here.
1: Yeah. You texted me and said Luca was out on the court shooting and I hadn't seen it on Twitter yet. And I was like, wow, big, big, cool move for somebody uh who is uh, shooting two of 20 from three-point line for the season so far
0: yeah he's not he's not shooting that great uh he was like what four of ten tonight uh he missed all what five of his three-pointers or yeah. something like that uh yeah so it, it wasn't a hot shooting night for him and he was visibly frustrated so Yeah, he came back out. I I want to say about ten minutes or so after the game ended, and just started went right to work with Jamal Mosley and another one of the trainers, and just he was out there for I want to say forty five minutes to an hour at least. Wow. Yeah, just working the entire the whole half court, like it was it was crazy. I I've never seen him do that. I'm also normally never, you know, in the arena still.
1: Yeah. That's true because, you know, we're recording this a little after, I guess, 11 p.m. Central time, a little past 12 Eastern time. But yeah, so I'm talking to Doyle today. We're going to talk about this travesty of a game, I guess, um, for the Mavericks against the Hornets. And then the last segment, I'm going to do an Ask Doyle. Doyle's going to fix all of life problems and he's going to fix the Mavericks problems right now. And pretty much if you have anything about your life. You can just submit it. We'll, we're going to start like a, a, a form for you to submit in for Doyle to fix your life. So um, that's the pod, but okay. I don't even want to do like a general takeaway thing from this game because it was kind of brutal. Let's just for like 30 seconds to a minute, just tell me about the Hornets because they're like one of my favorite league pass teams. And I hated that it's, it comes on a night like tonight. We're all like super negative about the Mavericks right now, but What are your thoughts about the Hornets walking away from tonight?
0: You know, I hadn't really watched much of them play. I've just kind of seen like little blips and whispers on, you know, social media about what, what they've been doing. And I, you know, I knew they were one and two, just like the Mavs coming into the night, but they they're scrappy. They're tough. They run, they run it right down your throat. Uh, They don't give up. And, you know, I don't think they have the greatest cast of characters on that team, but, they don't stop. I mean, Gordon Hayward is like, you know, he made all the headlines this summer cause he got that massive contract. You know, he was forgettable in this game. It was, it was all the role players that stepped up and then honestly, like LaMelo ball looked pretty great. Like, you know, we saw the flashy LaMelo passes. Pay. Yeah. We saw the flashy passes, you know, all the highlights, you know, from like preseason and in the first few games, well, he had the whole package tonight. He was hitting threes. He was getting dimes. He, he was all over the place. It was – he was. He looked great. He looked great. Like, that's going to be a fun kid to watch if he really, like, uh, keeps developing like this.
1: Yeah, for me, I was kind of questioning LaMelo coming off the bench. I liked LaMelo coming into the draft. I just thought he had a feel for the game. And I had questions about the shooting. But still, like, him coming off the bench, I'm like, all right, I guess you're going to start Roche here and Graham over him, and then Miles Bridges, my God, I mean, uh, both of them together uh, shot 8 of 11 from 3, both over 20 points tonight uh, from uh, yeah, off the bench, which was uh, yeah, crazy for for the Hornets, and yeah, for them, they're a fun young team, I don't know if they're a playoff team, but just, I think, one of the biggest takeaways from tonight, from the post-game pressers, we talked to Rick um, I guess we want to say talk, but like Rick, Luca, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., Maxi, and I thought one of the main takeaways out of all of it was how it was just about effort. And from Luca to Tim, you know, they're asking about the sh- you know shooting and shots going down and all of that, and they both kind of quickly fire back. And even Maxi of like, yeah, shots weren't going down, but this was an effort thing. This was a defensive effort. It starts on that end. What? Yeah, what what are your thoughts about their defense, especially coming out after a game against the Hornets and not the Lakers?
0: Well, effort's kind of been like the the running mantra of of the season so far. It's been defense and then like commitment to effort. And like I don't know how many times I've I've heard that since since training camp, but obviously they haven't been able to put it all together consistently. Like they played the the Clippers game was obviously like their most pure best they may ever play this entire season game all around. And that was fun for everyone to watch. But, you know, even Luca tonight said that he, you know, he's not in rhythm. He doesn't have his legs right. You know, Hardaway says that the league's crazy, you know, and Hardaway and both him and uh, Rick Carlisle, you know, They've they've noticed the blowouts. There has been tons of blowouts so far in the league. And, you know, they don't know exactly why. And I don't, I'm not smart. I don't know exactly why why that's happening. But, you know, they allude to just the, the craziness of the restart and, like, the uncertainty of kind of everything and the new normal of this season. And I think that that's, you know, obviously a factor. But it is just... Wild that they can go from such a high to such a low. Like I'm used to the Mavericks, you know, having covered the team for years, having like stupid letdowns in games, but like to go up and down like this game to game is, yeah. I don't know. I I can't remember it. At least it's early on in the season. I mean, at least there's that.
1: I know that's why I'm wondering. I'm wondering, is this a early on the season? You know, this is. I was just explaining. You know, I'm still with family in Kentucky right now and. I was just explaining to my stepdad how like this was a shorter, you know, shorter training camp, a shorter preseason, and all of that. And I, I don't know. I wonder if this will iron out at some point in the season. The, all these bullets comes. I mean, we just saw was it Phoenix who just beat somebody by thirty seven or forty, you know, yesterday or two days ago. Yeah, yeah. I, it just seemed. Yeah, it does seem pretty wild right now. Positive, okay. Let's just do positives real quick from this game, if there are any. Let me Fill in the blank with this. James Johnson is the blank best playmaker on the team.
0: Uh, I, maybe like fourth or fifth, okay. I would say. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed kind of seeing him handle point there, like on uh, possessions. Or what was it around the third quarter or so? He started doing that, but they were they were getting blitzed in the third quarter. Though that was like that was, that was terrible. But oh. he, he showed that he can you know drive and kick and find teammates. And honestly, on a night when nothing's really going right, might as well let him find you know some kind of rhythm, get other guys involved. So I don't find Viol- a Martin Twin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that was wild. That was absolutely wild. He, he came running down court and just like shoved himself into him and then just like did it again. And it it started the whole thing. It was crazy. I was like, hold on
1: that, that play. I have many thoughts about that play, but I was watching, I watched a replay on that and I was watching the bench and something that I haven't seen anybody really talk about yet. I'm, I'm scared that Dorian something like he might be suspended or something because he came you know, legitimately out on the court. So I don't know how, stricter taking that during this whole setup right now i just don't know but he was the one player that for sure came out and then they grabbed him pulled him back so i'm anxious i'm anxious to see what happens uh, with that moving forward but you know that happened what i want to say it was sometime it was, in the fourth quarter right it was it was late in
0: the fourth there was probably about like you know f- anywhere from like two to four minutes left somewhere like that
1: what is it bad that my first response to it was, well, dang, somebody showed some emotion and heart in this game. <laughs> I mean, I, I, that's just like where my mind went. And I'm like, I don't know if that's a good thought or not, but I'm like, at least like there was something, some type of like out there. And I mean, he, yeah, he got ejected, but still I just thought the effort. And I wrote down body language in my notes multiple times. I thought in from the first quarter from Luca and a bunch of those guys, the body language just wasn't there. And uh, or if you know body language doctors out there, hopefully they just skip this game completely and don't watch it. But right. yeah, I don't know. It just it seemed something was up tonight.
0: Well, yeah, and don't forget, James Johnson got attacked before he even came into the game tonight. He got yes, one sir. on the bench. Yeah, so he he was he was he was on one tonight. So I don't know. I don't know what it was, but like you know, I I like his enthusiasm and his energy that he brings. Like. He also seems like in all, all the postgame stuff that he does, like just a, a decent, nice dude. And like, you know, that's, that's great from our perspective It's just, you know, media.
1: Yeah. All right. So uh, we're going to take a real quick break and then we'll be right back. Continue talking to Doyle from Forbes. Guys, let me tell you about our friends over at Bet Online AG. Nick and I have been talking about these guys for a while. They're uh, good friends of the Locked On Sports Network. If you are into sports betting, you've been looking to get into sports betting. There's no better place than Bet Online AG. The NFL playoffs are just around the corner. It's scary how close it is. But y'all know I'm a huge Ravens fan, and I mean, I guess if y'all want to bet on the Cowboys, have fun with that. But if you do bet on the Cowboys, go to Bet Online. Ag. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust here at Lockdown Mavericks. That's Bet Ag. You can sign up today for a free count at Bet Ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag. Ag. Guys, before I get back to Dora, I have to talk about Locked On Bets. Betting on the NBA doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, quick-hitting advice, and make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you are getting your podcast. Let's get back to Dora real quick. The maxi... Okay, first off, Maxi in the first quarter. I didn't think he was ever going to miss ever again in his entire life. 4-4 four four to start the game from three. Uh, I think 4-5 or five at the end of the first. Maxi, Willie, Colley, Stein combo off the bench I kind of like. Who should or if they should get more minutes moving forward, Maxi or Willie?
0: Uh, I think it's got to be Maxi uh, just because he's the one that's been proven to be able to stretch the floor more. And, and more consistently, I, I know Willie is kind of like finally starting to get a little bit of a green light and some encouragement from Rick to uh, to hoist some threes if he has a wide open one. I kind of I kind of see it more like, you know, he's not just going to let it fly like Maxi can, but more like, you know, you're you know, you remember a solid More like that. Like if you're oh, wide oh, open, yes. if you're wide open, take it. I, I think that'll be there. But like, I don't think he's going to have a whole lot of opportunities. He's taken one. So far this season, I don't, I don't think he took one tonight. I didn't see. No, I don't think so. Yeah, but that's the grand total of how many he took all of last season, and that's including like um, the Warriors and the Mavericks. So, yeah. So he's moving in the right direction, slowly but surely.
1: We we touched on Luca a little bit earlier, but you know, like you said, he was zero five 5 tonight from three. You know, there's a shot of him on the bench. You know, in the second half. Uh, that came out after the game and he's just kind of by himself his head is down his hands are on his knees and it just seems like he just fought for like and you know like 18 hours on the basketball court he mentioned about just not having his legs back where is your concern level at you know how high is that should anybody be concerned about where Luke is at right now or is this just him getting back in the groove and he'll be fine
0: I think that the you know I I see all the you know just what's out there on on Twitter and stuff and the concern there and like I understand it and I, I think the hope was that he would you know show up and be able to like just roll I mean he's he's the well the bookie's favorite for MVP coming into yeah. the season so I mean there's a lot of expectations that come with that and you know he he's a professional you know, Tim talked about it Maxie talked about it post-game that like he, he's been a pro since long before he came to the NBA he knows what to do and you know him going back out on the court and working on his shot after the game that tells me right there that he knows like he knows he's got to put in the extra work and so you know like I said earlier it Thankfully, it's early in the season. If this was if this is happening, like in March or April, then I think that there's problems. But since it's happening right now at the end of 2020, which has just been, you know, a wild and up and down year for so many reasons, I think I think it's okay. Like, take a deep breath, but like, you know, keep an eye on it. Keep an yeah. eye on the situation like as it, as it goes forward because he does need to get in a little bit better shape. He does need to work on his shot. Like, he can't hit threes right now. But I just watched him, like, for about an hour. He was hitting his threes. So the shot's there. It's just not, there. It's just not translating to games yet.
1: Yeah, I like that he mentioned that his legs aren't there yet. I like that he's mm-hmm. acknowledged that he's not in the best of shape right now. Even though, yeah, a lot of us can tell it and – it's just, I think there's just something about him publicly acknowledging it and not doing, you know, even like from a team standpoint and not doing the whole, like, oh, it's overblown or oh, you know, like, which, I mean, they can feel that way, but they're at least acknowledging and not, sw- you know, sweeping underneath the rug and just kind of ignoring it from a media standpoint. Um, all right. I'm going to go into some ask Doyle questions. We kind of talked about Willie and Maxie. I'm just anxious the, the hot debate has been about the center conversation. Uh, before KB gets back, whether it's whether it matters or not, if K, you know, as far as who's the backup center, because KP will be the starting center, basically. Just where do you stand on Dwight Powell, and did anything happen tonight that changed how you felt about Dwight Powell and his spot in the rotation?
0: So I've always kind of liked to play devil's advocate online when it comes to Dwight Powell over the years, you know, just sitting back in the day when we could sit close to people with uh, Bobby Corolla games, because he's, he's, he's a big supporter of Dwight Powell. And I, I like Dwight Powell, the person a lot, but I'd be like, Bobby, he can't rebound. He bounces himself out of position. And so like, I, I feel some amount of guilt but no one follows me on the internet so i definitely didn't start this guys
1: go follow doyle right now if
0: you don't follow
1: <laughs> Doyle, i don't but you have two twitters though
0: you i, have, I like, have
1: kobe beef and then you have a personal one too right
0: well, yeah so yeah the... promote that one oh i mean that's fine it's just my name but uh yeah if you want to know anything about city politics in dallas like that's the <laughs> one to follow but yeah like so like Dwight has his shortcomings and I've always been kind of like wanting to stir the pot and, you know, and like point them out, but he, he does serve a role. Is, is he going to be the starting center when KP comes back No. I, what, what will his role be? I don't know. I'm not Rick Carlisle. Thankfully, I don't have to decide that, but I don't know. There was a point. I think it was late. It was in the second half. I can't remember if it was late third quarter or something, after they're just getting, you know, ran out of the gym, but he, he goes to the bench and he's just the arena like for people who obviously can't be at the games is just as loud if not louder as it is when their fans there with all yeah. the sound they pipe in. So you like as a we can't hear the players, but the the sound was quiet for this moment and you could hear him swear on the bench. He like shoved a chair down. He was like showing some real emotion like he was clearly frustrated with how he played tonight and i think he has every right to be like he hasn't had a strong start to the season i mean you know rick said that he's somewhere in the 90s in terms of like all all the way back uh dwight himself has said that if he's playing he's 100 percent. i don't think either one of them are giving us the straight answer it, it looks that Something's something's not right still, which obviously it's going to take a long time to recover. But something's off. Something's off, and like I don't know if that changes with his role or what. Something's off for now, and like you know, all I can really do is hope he figures it out. And hope he like gets back to full strength. Gets back to like that springy, bouncy Dwight of you know last year, or the year before.
1: Let's take another. Quick break, and then we'll be back for the last segment with Doyle Raider. Before we get back to Doyle real quick, I have to point out Locked On Fantasy Basketball. When you need fantasy basketball advice, it's important that you have a reliable source. More people trust Josh Lloyd, host of Locked On Fantasy Basketball, than any other fantasy basketball podcast out there. Subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Basketball. All right, so Doyle, here we go the Mavs are one in three. Is this something or is it nothing?
0: I don't think it's nothing. Uh, when you start a season off of this bad, it, it calls for some kind of action to happen. So they know they have to play better. Like they have to dig with somewhere within themselves. I know that's kind of sports cliche to say, but like they need to do something because they know how they should be playing, but it's just not translating to the court. Like the effort just isn't there consistently. So it's not nothing. This is definitely something and it's something that needs to like, kind of, you know, get them going in the right direction. You know, maybe they can use this as a, as a tool, as a, as a teaching moment or something that pushes them, you know, to go be something greater than what they are now. I, what was it? The championship season? Didn't they start off losing like that one? You know, like four games in a row that year or something too. And like they've done this before when they've and then they've turned it around to, uh, you know, go on and have success. Uh, obviously, this is a fairly new group. There's some new guys here, but most of these guys know each other. So, you know, they got to use it. They got to use it as a tool to get better. I think.
1: Yeah. Um. All right. They've lost three games. We have this Hornets game that they lost by 19. I don't remember the exact amount for Phoenix and the Lakers. I know Lakers put up 138 on them. And then we had the closer Phoenix game, and we obviously had the, you know, the blowout against the Clippers. I'm trying to think of the best way to word this. Which one of these four games have you learned the most about the Mavericks from?
0: Oh. You know, I would say Phoenix and probably um, the Clippers. The Clippers is like an anchor. Like, that's the best possible thing that they could be. I think Phoenix is more like as sloppy as that game was. I believe that that level of competitiveness against a team that I feel like will be in, in the playoffs this year Especially with the addition of Chris Paul, um, I feel like just the overall way that they competed, despite everything that kind of went wrong for them in that game, is more indicative of how of the little things that they do need to clean up to play better. And so we can see something more along those lines and in, in closer games, grittier games. You know, yeah. they're, they're, but who knows? We might just get. Every other game might be a blowout this season. You just don't know, like, the way things are going.
1: Hey, that means the Miami game coming up. It's a blowout for the Mavericks in a good way.
0: So. No, fingers crossed. You know, we don't even know if Jimmy Butler is going to be healthy for that one yet.
1: Hey, that maybe. I mean, we missed Kawhi. Maybe we yeah. missed Jimmy, and it's another big blowout.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: All right, my last big question for you. If Rick Carlisle says, hey, Doyle, I want to take you on a plane ride around Texas, and I need to pick your brain. What is, or what is the solution? What is the fix? How would you Doyle fix the Mavericks right now?
0: Well, you know, I, I would just print money and sign all the best players in the league and tell them to play in Dallas. That's, that's, that's what I would do. I'd be like, Hey, AD, you know, come to Dallas. Don't you want to play with Luca? He's just like younger LeBron. Right. Like, come on. Like, you know, I, you know, I don't know. I I don't know that I have an answer for that. Honestly, like that's tough. Like
1: Like, is it It, in-house? Do you think, you know, is this an early season trade type of thing? Do, I mean, everybody likes to throw out names of the Andre Drummond's of the world. It's like, is it a, is it a trade that they go out and get somebody? Not even saying a big, is it a roster shakeup? Is it a rotation shakeup to where they you know put in a, a different starter or something? What like, yeah, like I, or do they just keep on going? And it's just a hey, like let's just continue riding this out and see if it kind of evens out.
0: Uh, I'm always kind of of the mindset to see where how things play out. I mean, it's it's four games. Yeah. It's like literally four games, and they played like they beat the Bucks pretty handily in preseason. I know it's preseason, and everyone's like, you know, not showing their 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 hands and stuff but like the bucks are still good they just absolutely demolished somebody like last night they had like 29 threes or something like it was ridiculous like this team can compete they might have been playing down to to the hornets tonight i don't know like that's something the mavericks teams in the past have done but again this is a new different team but yeah i I don't think that they need to shake anything up dramatically in terms of a trade right now, yeah. later in the season, you know, that's always a possibility. And I, you know, I think the front office is very well aware of that. they stay active in the trades. I mean, that's how we get, that's how they got Porzingis and that's how they got Richardson. And so I, I think, you know, that's always an option, but right now, maybe it's playing some of the, the younger guys maybe it's getting uwandu some minutes you know like here and there like cuz he came up right off the bench tonight granted it was in you know garbage time and got a steal and like a dunk like immediately like that's, that's the activity you want to see and so like maybe it's something that i don't know maybe they need to run sprints and practice i'm not sure <laughs> you know but yeah. like th- there's things they can do with what they have right now that i think can address some of the problems that they're saying lineup changes I I would be the most obvious to me right now and like you know Rick he 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 loves to tinker with the lineups and like he does this every season he just throws stuff out there early on to see what works so he can get lineup data on it he says he is not a big analytics guy but that's a lie It's an absolute lie like you don't have the best offense in NBA history but without being an analytics guy like it's like he knows and yeah. so like we're gonna see some funky stuff for sure hopefully they're not all blowout losses like tonight but yeah I mean I can I, I would understand the fans frustration with the team because they are so inconsistent and you know if Rick gets me up in an airplane and you know wants to know my opinion I'd tell him just this like I don't know <laughs> like yeah. i don't i don't I'm, I'm also not privy to all the information that he has i can only check you know the stats that i'm available that i have available to me yeah and, and make decisions based on that i don't have 35 years of nba experience under my belt you know
1: yeah that's where i'm at you know i, I wrote down questions for this segment with you that i think a lot of fans are asking themselves right now of like how do we fix the team and is should we be freaking out or should there be a shake up and all this stuff and I'm in the camp of like, hey, let's, you know, maybe if you want to tinker with something a little bit, maybe if you want to swap out Willie and Dwight and just see what happens, or maybe if you want to play James Johnson a little bit more, something like that. I'm I, I'm not freaking out yet. I I need more than four games. I need a couple weeks to, I need I need more blowouts like this for me to be (laughs) like, all right, this there's something very very off. I think it just goes down to two things. We're still missing KP and Lucas not in shape, and until both of those things are happening that KB's on the court and Luke is in shape. We're going to be dealing with games like this, where it's like an up and down thing where it might be a blowout. It might be inconsistent, but I think we just have to kind of accept that for what it's worth until one or both of those things are happening. Yeah. And,
0: KP is not going to be back for at least another two weeks, it seems like, based on uh, what him and Carlisle were saying the other day. And so there's there's some time. There's some time for them to work on this. And we're not going to see the Mavericks, the full Mavericks, for, for a little while. And they just need to kind of, like, weather this storm right now because Porzingis last season, like before he got hurt in the playoffs – he looked like an all-star like once he finally rounded into form he looked like an all-star like 2010 like he was balling and like if he can come back and get back to a semblance of that you know i don't think it's going to happen right away it's going to be you know like a grace period i suppose this team is going to be great but it's going to take some time so like a knee-jerk reaction and like making a trade right now wouldn't make any sense it's four games into the season so yeah but I, 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 I do get it. the The fans' initial reaction, I know, because before I like really got just like kind of really more reportery mindset towards these things. Like I was a knee jerk fan, of course. Like I lived yeah. and died by this team, man. But uh, yeah, it, I, I think it's too early to to overreact. Yeah. You, but you can definitely react
1: <laughs> definitely react but not overreact that's yeah. that's just like that's a great way uh, that's life advice free yeah. right there yeah <laughs> from doyle radio doyle we can find all your writing at forbes and moneyball still right
0: yeah mavs moneyball absolutely
1: okay moneyball too obviously we said earlier you're following if you're a mavs fan you're already following kobe beef on twitter that's just a given but Doyle, man, thank you so much. He's literally sitting in the concourse at uh, American Airlines Center right now, right where we voted. So uh, <laughs> yep. enjoy the game. You saw the beauty of the court. I'm so jealous. I can't wait to be back in uh, Dallas it, to see this thing.
0: It looks great, man. It looks a phenomenal.
1: Oh, I love it already. Doyle, thank you so much. And uh, hope to see you soon from a socially distant waving with mask on setting.
0: Yeah, Isaac, good to see you, man. Uh, I'll talk to you soon.
1: All right, dude, Doyle. All right.